0: This is Mike Corey. You're listening to Verbal Shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic.
1: Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. All right, hello everybody. It wouldn't be a, a podcast if I didn't look away from our screen right before we started. And Mike is being pumped by a large furry animal. So Mike, um what's going on over there, buddy?
2: It's my own dog, so it's legal. Uh-huh. Excuse me. But uh Vader and Leia are downstairs right now. Every time I go downstairs, there's something about going downstairs. Leia, like, sprints. The second I open the basement door, she sprints downstairs and her and vader are very close so he comes down and i guess he just wanted a little attention so while you were prepping stuff first he came up to say hi and then his entire body was in front of you on yeah, screen yeah. I,
1: I literally turned away i was hooking up something and i look back and i just see the grinding hips of a large um i don't even know what kind of dog that is he
2: is a husky golden
1: doodle mix a husky golden so that's really like three dogs in one
2: uh pretty much uh for what i understand a very rare like breeding combo oh he's
1: he's breeding all right and he's he's breeding with uh, a very rare
2: um very rare animal so yeah a husky golden doodle idiot will be coming (laughs) in a few months (laughs)
1: so hello everybody welcome on back to verbal shenanigans or welcome to verbal shenanigans if you're tuning in for the first time good to be back yet again as we work our way to the christmas season mike we work our way to the the end of the year and i guess what you would call the end of season 10 it's weird we don't we don't have any breaks in our seasons though
2: so it's not really it's not really (laughs) fair you know yeah the only reason i technically no it's our season 10 is when we did imdb it was uh-huh. i was ready like when i started i'm like all right episode one and then imdb is like no you can't call it that you have to do a season dot episode or whatever and it got to the point i was so frustrated i'm just like all right every year's a season so season yeah. 10 baby <laughs> yes yeah. Season ten on the way, but
1: we got a lot, a lot left in season nine. So we we gotta we gotta keep. No, it we're
2: technically in season ten right now. It's oh, been oh. 10, so 10 season years. eleven is coming up. I mean, twenty twenty four. I make it oh. eleven one. So, oh my goodness, season.
1: One. Mm. Um, anyway, I mean, like I guess, like for people tuning in, like maybe the first time, maybe we should give them a taste of like what we do on past episodes. Like, give them a recap from last week. Um, so, I figured I'd play a little recap of a story you told last week. Uh, okay. So, and let, me, um, let me just play for the audience here. We'll, we'll go through it.
2: Well, that was highly entertaining. Oh. Ooh. Uh, um, yep. I'm, in, I'm there by myself and all. I'm, I'm struggling to get some sleep. Um. Try not to go into too much detail, but you can kind of guess that We're coming in uncensored this week. Yeah. I'm in the bedroom and... I got to keep the door closed because I don't want to go out into the living room and do that on the floor. Right. Right. And, and the wife right. is upstairs because she's struggling to sleep. And a lot of times when she can't sleep, she goes into the guest room and I'd like meditate and whatever and go to sleep or whatever. I, I was attempting not to wake her up. Number one, we're not a great combo. We're in the same room together. So it's like three in the morning. I'm like, all right, I got to get up and do this. Nothing's happening. (laughs) I'm switching it back and forth. It's not working at all at this moment. (laughs) And we've had this issue before, but it's generally like you just do it a couple times and it'll work. I'm doing it for like five minutes. So I'm like turning the knob and I'm just yanking, hoping like it would just... (laughs) come you know just dispatch unbeknownst to me like i'm i'm thinking in my head i mean you know me I, I think i'm not that loud and you're and everybody knows my volume is like 10 times higher than it should be yes as i'm like jerking i'm thinking i'm doing it quiet it wakes up my wife and she's like actually upstairs like bawling and she's yelling my name Luckily I heard her on like the third time she yelled because she literally said she had her phone in her hand and she was about to call nine one one on me. <laughs>
1: It'd be great if like the firefighters come blast down the door. You're just like <laughs> sitting there with like a knob in your hand, so
2: So finally the wife understands I'm like I'm locked in the room. <laughs> but the uh, continued story. The only way I could get out was I had to go to my wallet and get a credit card and pass a credit card through the crack because my wife knows the credit card trick.
1: So what, what ended up happening?
2: I mean, you basically got the solution. Like, it, It's a happy ending. Victory for all of us. My wife eventually slept. Not that night, but all W's across the board. It's coming out in the gowns
1: and your wife opens the door and there's just a, a massacre scene going on in the bedroom.
2: You just see me shoveling with paper towels. Like you, Scott, show me this. You don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, Well, so yeah, Mike, I mean, the weird story from last week, there's some delays in your internet. Because some parts of the story seemed to not I guess it was buffering in between and then it went to the next sentence. What do you mean? Uh, well, I mean there there was no mention of diarrhea dog in that entire thing, which is in the title. I, just, I simply week. just played the the, huh.
1: the clip from last week, just to refresh our audience. Um you were telling this horror story to the to to the people.
2: Yeah, um I don't think that's what really happened because in the end it talked about i learned this from scott and for what i understand there's nothing to learn from your end on that <laughs> you
1: know your your wife walked in at a horror scene you locked mm-hmm. you you were jerking it
2: extremely hard you know yeah kept grabbing the knob nothing was happening it was just an awful scene we we had to call in the experts but uh you know she did the She did the credit card trick with my crack, so it's all good. Uh, Are you accusing our audio team of doctoring this file? I mean, you might have me to rights just because that means our audio team actually worked Mm -hmm. at some point, which is pretty rare, especially in between weeks. So I might be dead to rights. I mean, (laughs) I might have to... I might have to go to my lawyer and just be like let's just take the plea deal on this okay <laughs> let's, let's bring it down to a misdemeanor and let it all go away i i i will say that that little bit of audio
1: cracked me up the first time i heard it but watching you listen to it and kind of <laughs> figure out you're like okay why is he replaying yeah. the bit we did last week um and yes no mike didn't do a horrible jerk off activity. Um, but he did get locked in a room with a with a dog, but with diarrhea. That um that bit was actually submitted to me by a by a listener of ours. Ooh. Um, I did not do the work. Who is the oh that would explain oh, the yeah. policy. All right.
2: Now <laughs> now it makes sense.
1: <laughs> I'd like to thank our longtime listener, Dom Bagnano, for submitting that gem to the podcast. Mm.
2: Um <laughs> Couldn't be. I'll, I'll, I'll give a golf clap. I mean, that's
1: all he gets. That's all he gets. he well, was inspired. What you want. He was inspired. We don't have
2: prizes here. I mean, I can give him a t-shirt. I still have a co- thumbs up. I, still, I don't
1: know. I still have a couple t-shirts left in a in a bin in my in my basement. If he wants a t-shirt, I
2: think, I think he he's one. still a friend of mine who guessed uh, Kevin Eastman that one episode. That, I probably, uh, do. Yeah. probably do. Yeah, probably do. Yeah.
1: Um, I think he won that when I was moving. Um, so it's I had they're
2: probably Oh, still, he didn't if, read the fine print on our Instagram contest. Gotcha. Yeah, if I'm moving, you don't you don't get a shirt. <laughs> Subject yeah. to change if address changes. But yeah,
1: send me his info. I'll I'll try to get that to him. Maybe maybe for Christmas. Maybe a oh. delayed Christmas present. Uh Mike, you were without a um you were without a cellular telephone this week. It was a little, little strange. I, in some ways, you were telling me, you know, you are messaging me through Instagram Messenger and email and whatnot. Um, but in some ways, I was a little jealous. I am just curious of your experience without being connected to the, the, the interweb at all times.
2: I mean, it was kind of one of those detoxing good moments, if you will, when you literally walking around and you don't even think about grabbing the phone because you automatically know it's not yeah. going to yeah. turn on. So there were times I'm like, Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of concentrating on something. There's a conversation going on. <laughs> I'm listening. This <laughs> yeah. is quite amazing. Um, Scott, you want to guess how many versions I went up uh, from my last phone to this phone? Okay. So first off,
1: uh, did your phone just naturally break, or did this occur in the diarrhea dog incident or Jack? It did incident? not.
2: I mean, it's hard to say natural. The synopsis of it all was first the locking mechanism when you plug in a charger stopped working. So you could connect it to charge initially, but it wouldn't like stay in there. You have to position it the right way. Then the, the, The port actually was loose, so it's not just merely just put it down. You had to actually like shove it in and hold it in there for a certain thing. I can't wait till Dom chops this audio. As I was saying, (laughs) this is the only way I could describe it. If only I knew the English language, but I digress. Yes, Um, Yes, and then it got so bad that like the only way I could charge, I had to find. A, I only worked with one cord that I have, which was longer because it was heavier, and I would have to position the cord to, like, hang off of uh, something yeah. so there. it had the yeah. weight yeah. and had the right angle to mm-hmm. get it charging. Yes. So that's the synopsis of why I ended up getting a new phone. Okay, so what
1: what version of the iPhone was, was this? It was a 7. A seven. Okay. Now what version of the phone are they up to? Fifteen. So you went up eight, eight new versions? I went
2: up more versions than my initial phone had versions yeah. of. That's how <laughs> which I held on to it. What's funny it was, about
1: this? I think I have I think this is a 13, maybe. Mm-hmm. And like I've had a couple, like I, I break them and, and whatnot. I, I never really feel like there's any major difference where it's like earth shatter like oh my god look at this it's like the same thing maybe it's a little smoother maybe it takes better pictures but other than that i'm never like blown away at my new phone no it's
2: nothing of no that's why i was like i got the phone when i was working with the old company and they they like bought it as the company phone but then they gave up the whole company phone thing so it was my phone for free and it was working fine like The funny thing, well, like when I had to get the new phone, they had to do the transfer of everything and scan stuff. So the guy kept on saying, like, well, keep your phone on. And the reason why I just basically gave up on the phone was at twenty percent and I couldn't for any reason get it to charge in any way. And that's I just kept it off and the battery would just drain like that. Yeah. So as he's like, all right, we need to do something. He's like, all right, call this number to get your transfer pan. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm seeing it going down to, like, 13. And I have to talk to an operator. And they're and as I'm talking to them, I go into a new carrier. They're like, well, we have this package. I'm like, give me the freaking number. Because I, I know it's going to die at any moment. Mm-hmm. So, so I got it down to 7%. And he had to do more stuff. And the only way we could get it to charge, he, like, had this on his keychain, which almost looked like something you use to, like, shuck oysters or something to the fact. And he was just clawing into my phone. Into the port, And I guess yeah. he was, like, digging, like, old dust and dirt out of there to yep. finally get the charge. And sadly, it's charging fine. If I would have known, I would just... Handed the guy like 20 bucks to chuck my uh, phone yeah. and I would just I had that
1: problem every time I've had a issue with my phone it's a it's a dirty port uh they gotta go clean mm. it out I blew it out with compressed air before mm. I've taken a paper clip in there and dug stuff out so I got a dirty port generally like my port yeah. is, my port
2: is usually mm. not completely clean you got a dirty port there got you dirty a dirty port. dirty port what are you gonna do with it or maybe I should put something in there so, so how many how many how many days did you go phoneless? I went uh let's see I, th- I would say it happens uh, like last Friday and I would have yeah, it happened right before uh Izzy's father and stepmom came down so I couldn't do it over the weekend. And then she went away for a work thing, and insisted we we have to get phones together for the same plan or whatever. So I went a good six days without my regular phone. Wow! Yeah, I that's like a that's like
1: a millennial detox right there.
2: Oh yeah, um, like I did technically have a phone because she left her phone. She had to trade hers in because uh, the dog, as you saw earlier that was humping me, he, uh, jumped on the bed and just perfectly put that paw on there where it cracked the screen. Uh-huh. but, uh, so she left me her cracked phone and she went to Macon with her work phone. And there was actually a time where somebody from her work was calling and I just had to say, just call her work phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd literally picked up no time. Call her work phone and hung up on them. <laughs> So, like,
1: so, like, be honest, like, cause I, I, I have thought about for years now doing like, uh, taking February and going to, um, the, the carrier and getting a flip phone for a month and getting all, all internet, um, off of my phone and just have text messaging. Um, the only thing now would be like, the the daycare like stuff with a lot of it's on the like for my son is on the, the mm. app and stuff. So there is that would be a little weird. But other than that, I would love to detox from like social media. Detox from um, the the checking random things, the ability to look up things at all time. So I've always thought about that doing it for a month, like every February, because it's four weeks. You know, it's a nice chunk. Uh, and just, like, on my birthday, getting my phone back and uh, just be curious if if I would wean myself off or if I would, like, get it back like a crackhead and just like, oh, my God, Like look at, look at all this stuff.
2: Um, What was your – did you have, like, almost a withdrawal period? I don't think I had a major one. I mean, at worst case, I would just, like, grab my computer and do whatever on that. Now, granted, I didn't have, like, apps on that, like – it's weird things like you would think of as we were like out with the parents and we went to some place i'm like if i have a beer i don't have my phone to check it into on tap and nobody will know if that was I your this beer. that was your first like major loss like you couldn't what, check in a beer what? i mean once if it was a badge weekend scott i think did, lager did, weekend did you, did you have to go weekend. to
1: a uh... Like pen and
2: paper check-ins, like, oh, uh, I'll write these down and stick them in my pocket. Yeah, I, I went up to the bartender and say, yeah. make sure everybody who comes in looks at this. <laughs> okay. They must all know I had a Miller Light. okay? <laughs> <laughs> mine, um, m- Mine,
1: I think, would be like an adjustment of, like, toilet time and, like, first wake up and, like, before bed. Like, that just, like, mindless scrolling that we all do and i i can't st- like there's many a times where i get mad at myself i'm like i can't stand what i'm doing right now um mm. but um i i think that would if if i'm being honest that would probably be like the hardest part that first initial like uh oh, what do i read what do i look at mm. what do i do
2: i think it helped me a lot because a lot of time i'm so like time i don't want to say obsessive but i can't stand when Something comes up, like when the dogs cry to go out. I'm like, oh, great! I was about to sit down. That's ten minutes are going to be out of my life. The fact I didn't have the phone that kind of like fall back on it was almost easing. It's like, okay, now I'm preoccupied for the next ten minutes instead of worrying about anything else. So, even stuff I thought about, such as, oh my alarm is on my phone. What am I going to do? I'm just realizing I'm waking up either right on the time or right around the time. So it's not a dire need, even as I...
1: I went in and bought a rooster. I got a goddamn rooster (laughs) for the week.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, the rooster's got diarrhea. Damn, the lock's broken. (laughs) I can't tell Scott I had a cock in the bedroom because (laughs) Tom is going to make a story about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's sad that we even have to, like, have that conversation, but it, it it is, like, the sad truth of, like, our existence.
2: And then I also add to it the smaller things I found out, like, with work, being in IT, everything I enter is uh, multi-factor. So it's, right. like, so there was times I'm like, all right, I have the old phone with the app on it. I got 22. I got to literally get on the phone okay, Apple's up there, get the code, get the password, blah, blah, blah. shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: like, I had to guarantee I could, was not going to have that thing die or whatever. Uh, on a side note, uh, all these deals with phones, they are all that is BS because um, as I got a free phone from Verizon, they talked about, well, you, it's not technically a free phone, it's uh, we check your phone, for the trade-in value, and that's what we take off the bill. There's (laughs) no way on earth my iPhone 7 is worth $830, according to Verizon. (laughs) That is complete BS. Just literally say, listen, we want to send it to India so the slave kids can open it up and grab all the parts out of it. Just admit it
1: listen, give yourself a little credit. Maybe most people's iPhone 7s aren't worth $800, but mm. your iPhone, like it, it's going to be like memorabilia at some point.
2: Are you saying go on eBay tonight and be uh, like yeah? <laughs> yeah well, before I even put it up, I get a Sharpie, mm-hmm. sign it to Burroughs, and go limited edition, the Burroughs iPhone 7, starting bid $2,500.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you're going to get that but I'm saying it would be a funny experiment to it be a funny experiment to put up a hand signed Michael Burlew original phone and to see if some idiot bids on it.
2: I mean I I figured Tom would do it. I mean then he could use my iPhone 7 to do all that clip of uh my audio and do it from there. I don't know what you're talking about. That was the exact audio from last week. I I I, I really don't know what I learned from you. For that audio to be correct. Don't
1: worry about it. We spent a lot of time together, um in small rooms, alone hmm. by ourselves. You learned a lot from me.
2: Eh, I mean your knob work was pretty spectacular. Exactly. I, I they called me it.
1: they called me Scotty Knobs for a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, just, Brother uh, Brian Knobs for the nasty boys. Yeah, well, I it was supposed to be Scotty Knobs but I got pushed out. It was a trademark issue. Ah, terrible, man. Terrible. <laughs> Did you fall behind on any, like, world events? Did you, were you like, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the scores of the game. Uh,
2: No, I mean, it just proves if you don't have it, you don't worry about it. When you look at your phone, it's like CNN breaking news, and then you open it up, it's like the Dow went down 10 points. It's like, (laughs) what? It always does. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Did you get your phone back and, like, Feel comfortable again? Are we like, oh man, I guess I got to go back to this crappy life that I made for myself on this? I
2: am relieved that I can actually have a phone that plugs in and will charge on its own. It's also very nice to know that when I have maps on the phone, it won't bonk out every time I hit a bump in in the car when I'm trying to drive. That, wow. that was another annoying thing where it would not work half the time or it's like it's working it's great like i would literally have to have the cable laying <laughs> down by the pedals at <laughs> a certain angle your, your foot's getting tangled tangled in the, oh, the brake pedal yeah oh there were times it's like i figured it out like it had to lay on my leg so i couldn't move my leg as much as i'm driving that's here, that's how a, I thought it was smarter than buying a new phone. Here's a sad
1: reality of, of our, our phone life. I have so many friends' houses that if I didn't have a phone, I would never be able to see them again because I have oh. no clue how to get to their house. It's a, that's a Zero. sad reality.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, um, it's like when my wife gave me her phone and she went away, I had to literally ask her, what's your phone number again, love of my life? I <laughs> called this number. <laughs> 8 billion times, what is your number?
1: It'd be great if you were, like, texting and calling someone that was not your wife all week, and they're like, can you please stop messaging me? You're like, Izzy's being real short with me this week. I don't understand.
2: There was some weird thing where I guess she logged in on her work phone with her uh, Apple ID, so when I texted her, everything looked like we were just having a conversation with ourselves. Like, everything was on the right-hand side. So it would never like actually tell me that I sent her something or she sees I sent her something.
1: I mean, it wouldn't surprise anyone if you were if you did have text conversations with yourself. I mean, I have that is the new version of you like ten years ago when I called you in my bathroom <laughs> talking to yourself. You probably are like, you don't mess with me, send. I'm the man, send. <laughs> what do you
2: mean, send? <laughs> well. This is well, actually I've improved good. in life, Scott. Now I just uh, go on with dog voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, this is actually a pretty good segue to our guest for once. Usually we're talking about like you know, <laughs> a poop stories or something that happened, and we always we always go, "Oh, I guess it's guest time." But here's a guy who kind of makes his life living going off the grid. Right here's a guy who's true. Who who. who Goes and and works with people who there might not, not be any reality of cell phones or internet or or whatnot. And he does a lot of very unique and interesting things. Mike's but Mike's.
2: Mike, who we got tonight? Uh tonight we are talking with Mike Corey. He's the host of the YouTube channel Fearless and Far and the television show Uncharted Adventure. This man has lived adventure every single day. He is lived with African tribes, explored caves, hung his body from hooks. If it was awesome or scary, he has probably done it. Uh, Now it includes doing this show, Scott. Maybe you'll have some horrifying story of how he didn't have cell coverage somewhere.
1: Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Imagine we just grilled him for 30 minutes. about What was it like in Tanzania when you did not have cell cell service? (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) <laughs> How did you deal with the roaming charges? Was it unbearable? <laughs> well, let's get him on the line.
0: What's going on, guys?
1: Mike, what's going on? <laughs> Give me one sec here. Sure. No bro. How
2: you guys doing? Good, good. Doing well, man. Doing well. Me S-
0: too.
1: We were just discussing our interviews with... American Gladiators coming up. (laughs)
0: Hey, that's pretty cool.
2: (laughs) I ain't no American Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. You're a world gladiator, my friend. Yeah, you're. You're. (laughs) Don't doubt yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, your your picture when you signed on was pretty badass. It had a gladiator feel to it. It's
0: it's a new uh, new thing. Yeah, (laughs) got my girlfriend's uh, twinkle lights in the background, so we're set. Perfect.
2: I'm in the mood. Yeah, we're just in our tank basements and all you're seeing the world, so.
0: (laughs) Where are you guys at? Are you in Canada? No,
2: I'm in uh, Georgia and Scotty's in New Jersey.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Nice. How about you? Where are you at at this moment?
0: Right now, uh, Mexico. Mm. Trading the the snow for the... uh... No, not the snow. Trading the... Cold for the warmth. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sun for the snow. That's what it is. Hmm.
2: I, Mike, ready. yeah. Mike, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. Uh, just looking at, I've probably just seen like a fraction of some of the crazy adventures <laughs> have you've done. So the only way I can figure out what would be a good first question was Was there ever like a boring job before this where like, did you have to work at dad's tax? Uh, accounting firm for like a couple months before (laughs) like traveling the world or something. Can you show us people who do regular jobs that you had something like that?
0: Well, I had a couple regular jobs growing up. So I I was a a biology kid. I loved nature, I loved bugs, I loved getting my hands dirty, loved romping around the forest pretending six sticks were swords and all that kind of stuff. And how I got into nature was that I just loved the creepy crawlies, man. Um I chased my sister around with so many bugs and slimy things that she became a uh, a PhD in fish biology. So, like, our whole family was just <laughs> obsessed with creatures, and uh, so therefore, I went to uh, went to school for biology for a while. Uh, it was all right. I, I I sucked in school. It wasn't really wasn't really my jam, but it passed eventually. It took a couple victory laps to get there. But um, first things were like my family owns a pet food company, which is something that not a lot of people know. So up in the East coast of Canada, they make dog food and cat food and, and things like that. Mostly dog food that um, now is quite famous for feeding a lot of the dogs who have won like the Yukon quest, the, I did uh, oh, things cool. like that. These big dog okay. races. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I would work there in the summers. I would be do everything from, You know the custodial work sweeping the place to the warehouse work to stacking the bags and then eventually spent a summer with one of um one of the friends of my father who was a who owned a fish farm in on a small island in in the bay of funday up near maine and then also worked in a pet store for a couple years in the fish and reptile section and then eventually uh, decided that i wanted to travel to see animals And I travel, spend all the money, come back, work these various jobs, and then blow my money again, traveling back and forth, back and forth. And then I picked up a camera one time, and there we are. Fast forward 15 years, and we're talking on camera.
1: Yeah, I was going to kind of ask you, you know, um, 15 years ago, you start start doing the stuff with the camera and start getting outside and doing adventure. Now, social media was a little different at the time, and – like, you know, it's kind of just entering the phase. YouTube is kinda, you know, just becoming a, a thing that people did. When did you like what was your outlet? Like, what was your idea with the stuff where you're gonna produce it on your own? Or was it was there still like uh the beginnings of of this phase where people could put out their own content?
0: Well, if you would have looked at me back in high school or or wherever, you would have thought I was the last person on the planet you would ever think would put a camera in their face. I uh, I, I couldn't do it. I had this uh, this traumatic experience as a kid where I got made fun of in front of the school for something I didn't do. And so I kind of kept that with me. And so being in the spotlight was the the greatest fear of my life. I, I okay. had a phobia of, of being in front of everybody. And so the camera stuff came, came much later. And really what happened is, I wasn't satisfied with what I was being told, how the world was uh, growing up in a small town and and what everyone was telling me and figured that I wanted to go find the answers for myself. And so I started traveling, doing a lot, like you know, these animals, finding them, taking shots of them. I had a little camera, right. taking shots mm. of coconut crabs and, you know, praying mantises and all these things I thought were cool. And eventually what I learned over the years was that a l- that you're, you lie to yourself all of the time. We do, every single one of us does it all of the time. And the lie is this thing called fear. And I was told, my family was relatively supportive of my travels, kind of, uh, in the beginning. But I was, the first trip I did was to Sulawesi, Indonesia, which is like the middle of freaking nowhere. Like the yeah. middle, of the middle, yeah. like, very far from from Bali, where people normally go. yeah, uh, And so it was no one knew what happened there. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't know the language they spoke, didn't know anyone anyone I was going with. And so I think my family was a little bit nervous, as, what I, as was I. But my greatest fear was like all these different things happening. And I got there, and it was the best experience of my life. Wow. A lot of people were – a lot of friends were very skeptical, saying yeah. I was being stupid and, and all of that and then I, again, had the best experience. So basically, I learned that a lot of what we learned is false. And you'll get a lot of advice, which is just basically hand-me-down fears uh, given with care. But ultimately, it's like a mechanic giving you baking advice. They don't know what they're talking about, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that got me into questioning a lot of my own beliefs and resentments of the world and the, the self-limiting behavior I had and fear in general and how it's this suggestion, this alarm system built into ourselves to try to keep us safe, but it's not calibrated correctly for for most of us. And then with that came the camera stick a couple of times before you actually make a change. Uh, so I had a, some rocky shit happen where I was a car crash and I had a a really bad breakup and a death in the family and that kind of originally got me traveling and then i had flesh-eaten disease almost lost my toe woke up in the morning and changed my life here you know it's like hitting rock bottom and then being like well, well fuck like <laughs> life is not so great now i might as well try something a little bit crazy and that's eventually uh what happened and it co- coincided quite well with the start of youtube in the beginning. So I started making videos around when YouTube started to become a thing. And it just seemed like the natural, um, the natural progression. I had a lot of friends who were travelers who had travel blogs and they're like, Oh, you're so stupid for doing a vlog. And I was like, yeah, don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. Anyway, not many people read travel blogs anymore and lots of people watch travel vlogs. So I think I, I rolled the dice the right way. Yeah. Yeah. and
2: Not shabby. Was that a million five right now? And you uh, the channel, 2,000,000 2, now. 5 now. Oof. Yeah, not yeah. Shabby. Yeah, yeah, Maybe not as <laughs> soon like, as they told you. Anyway, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was uh, reading up on things like and going through your trial. I found one thing interesting, how you talked about, like, fast forward a little bit to COVID, how there was only a couple countries you could, like, really go to and explore. And a lot of the people were going kind of, like, to the same cities, where you were like diving in a little further. I kind of want to ask you like, do you feel it's like people are just not um, like researching to find these things? Are they scared? Or are you just like, I'm not a copycat? Why do you think that occurred?
0: I had the the biggest growth of my entire career during during COVID and for myself, uh, those the first few months were rocky. And then after that, I did my own assessment. And after experiencing, I'd been traveling for 10 years, 12 years at that point, doing a lot of my own assessments of what risk actually is and how much risk is there in the world. And I decided, hey, this is like a little bit overblown here. So I took off and I got a lot of judgment for that. Um, But ultimately when you zig, when everyone else zags, the world opens up, man. Like So uh, I was there. I was doing my due diligence, not to track my metaphoric, metaphorical dirty feet around the world. But I, the first thing I did was, was go to Tanzania, where the current president at the time decided, well, told that there was no COVID in Tanzania in the rest of the world yeah but in Tanzania well, covid nice. didn't exist so mm-hmm. showed up there and life was normal the the hilarious thing is that is that the first thing i did was i went to go uh hunt with the hadza hunter gatherers and again i didn't want to be so uh, like nonchalant uh, about it. So I, I got like a COVID test there at, at the, uh, before I went to go see these boys, we uh, drove like two days out into the forest and then went baboon hunting with these guys who tear up Bible paper and smoke joints <laughs> and then shoot baboons <laughs> with homemade poison arrows while sprinting around. I watched a guy.
1: He <laughs> had friends from high school who did the same thing, but
0: <laughs> in, in a suburb of New Jersey.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah the uh, I watched a uh, I watched these boys uh, catch a baby deer, haul it off into the road, hold it down, bite its ear with their teeth so that it would scream and hope the mother would come back to to rescue the baby. So they bite the the deer's ear deer screams they've got their poison arrows pointed every single direction. Mother doesn't come back dude takes a rock smacks it on the head and then bites his esophagus <laughs> and then lights up a <laughs> joint and it's like hey celebration <laughs> so realize you know the world's the world's a crazy place man and um it's just you know and that's just everyday life there like who who's to say what's right and wrong uh you mm-hmm. know those guys have been doing it forever that's how we used to do it back when our ancient ancestors were monkeys in the forest right so like it was just such a crazy perspective um but how, how this ties in is I spent three or four days with those guys and had gotten tested before I went and I was clean and then came back and went straight to a hotel room and um, had to go across to the border to Kenya. To, so I had to get a test and got a test done and I was positive. And well, actually, since the since the president said that there was no covid, they I did a test result and it said, sorry, try again later in two weeks <laughs> because he couldn't go against what the president said. So it was like, sorry, try again. And I'm like, so what does this mean? Is am I positive? And they're like just try again in two try, weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so i went back to the hotel room man and i was so worried and it was like probably july or something 2020 so like in the thick of it and i was so worried to tell the uh tell the hotel owner that i had covid but he was stoked because there's no no one had stayed there for uh, like months at this point so they were running on empty <laughs> And I was staying in the hotel room and the maid would come up and bring me food. And then after like a week of just not even seeing her, right? Like, so they put the food outside. I'd put a mask on, open the door, take the food, put the dishes out, basically. Uh, She knocks on the door um, to drop the food off. And I open it up and she's still standing there with like no mask or anything. And I'm like, hey, uh, anything wrong? And she goes, I know why you're sick. It's because you never leave the hotel room. Go for a walk. (laughs) And so I'm here like with COVID and I'm And she's like pushing, pulling me and pushing me out of the room. And so it was, it was a strange <laughs> time, man. But I got, I got COVID from the Hadza hunter gatherers, like complete flip scenario. Everyone was worried about me, like, you know, getting, it, giving it COVID. It wasn't COVID. It was the try again virus. Yeah, you yeah, know? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, the president later died of like uh, pneumonia and it was unrelated to COVID. So. Oh my God. Oh my. god. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm curious, like, it, you
1: know, it's kind of hard, like, preparing for an interview with you exactly because it's like one of those things you could talk about 500 different things but I, I what i was curious about with all these different adventures what kind of prep goes into like okay i'm gonna do like like you were just talking where did you research and know what you were going to do or 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 where to to land to even start these adventures like I'm, I'm sure you have to have some kind of game plan going in how do you go about that picking your next adventure and where you're going to to film and how you're going to set that up. What, what's the beginning of that?
0: I've always got my ear to the ground. So since I was young, I've always been interested in the weird and wonderful. Like in the beginning, it was snakes and spiders and stuff, but now it's become the world, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of strange things. So whenever I see a photo on Instagram or a random video someplace, I usually try to, to find it. And I've got various ways to kind of reverse Google image search to find places and locations and festivals and things and whenever i hear something mentioned i'll write it down and look for it later because there really are some special adventures out there it's just they're not in the pamphlet like my my dilemma from the beginning was how do you find off the beaten path adventures you can't just type it into google right because it's, right. it's, it's self defeating so i'm all i'm always looking and then planning it is a whole different thing man Uh, for example i just got back from zimbabwe where i had seen some random photo that was 25 years old of a tribe called the ostrich footed tribe and the photo was these it looks like ostrich feet so picture a a human foot that's enlarged with a big pinky toe and a big big toe and they're curling in and you're missing the the first three the middle three toes so it's kind of like a giant lobster claw or something and but it looked really really old and so i i was like holy shit this is a a real thing and so it took a while to research who the people were where they are if it still exists we had to send um, a local scout to the area to double check and it's a giant journey into the the mountains there in zimbabwe and we he reported back yes indeed there are some ostrich footed tribe members still (laughs) alive and so we got uh, flew down to zimbabwe made a whole trip of it but ultimately it was to go to this remote valley where there's this tribe of people who have ostrich feet (laughs) they think that their their ancestors had sex with a bird god and they were given uh ostrich feet as a as like a gift helps them climb trees and and things like that but i mean it's it's a genetic deformity right they're so isolated yeah Uh, yeah, exactly but it's it's cool like these things exist you know super cool
2: i'm I really also enjoy, like, as you put up videos, like, you even show, like, mistakes that you did. Like, I, I was seeing the one where you're in Pakistan, and you made, like, a little mask of the piece of bread, and you realize culturally it's different. Are, are you able to go in with any research to go, I can do this, I can do that? Or are you literally just kind of like, I got an idea of the area, let's go by play by ear, for lack of a better term?
0: Yeah, that was not my greatest mistake, but second greatest cultural mistake that I've made that that since food is so scarce there um disrespecting bread is a, is a massive deal so basically they have this really interesting way of cooking almost like a naan like a flatbread mm-hmm. and they've got this underground oven and they stick it on the side of the oven and there's a fire in the middle and they pull it out with a stick and it's quite cool so i yeah i bit two eyes and a mouth out of this flatbread and made a mask and they nobody laughed and they, everyone was <laughs> so uncomfortable and i didn't know um the yeah so for things like that it's you you can't really like for them it's it's something that is just so natural like you're not going to find that anywhere online um Mm. because i think for for simple things like that it's it's just so ingrained in the culture you'd never really think to add it to a list right whereas uh i mean pakistan's um islamic right so there's you would find lots of things about like in islam like you wouldn't necessarily shake a woman's hand for example right because there's certain barriers between the genders there and so you'd be able to find that stuff but little things like that no the the other the other thing i did that was even worse was going back to like reverse image searching things to find locations i was in romania and i found this photo online of this incredible um mausoleum like an old like thing you'd find in a graveyard like a basically a castle built for a, a, a dead family and it was in the middle of the Romanian countryside it looked like a church from Germany or something and so uh, I was able to reverse image search to find it on Google Maps and then was able to like get a friend and we went there so ended up going there and uh there was a giant spiky fence we couldn't get in spoke to some locals nearby and went to a coffee shop and one of the locals like oh yeah 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 no it's the family's uh mausoleum they they use it for a long time and i don't know who has the keys but the person there's the crypt keeper who lives three doors up um he's the the husband of the woman who cuts foreheads <laughs> and it's like was well, what <laughs> cuts for, cuts foreheads and she points to her her forehead and there's a literally a cross etched right in between her eyes <laughs> ah. <laughs> like an old scar <clears throat> and yeah. uh yeah. i mean we just we do like broken romanian we we're speaking it's like okay so three doors yeah. up jesus christ so we go up there and knock on the door, and this man comes out in these like purple sweatpants and like scabs all over his face, and this wiry like hair looks like a like he he belongs in a crypt himself. And he was the man with the keys. And so he takes this jangly bunch of keys. We go up. He unlocks all the gates. It's this like fantastic again built like a church almost with bell towers and everything. Swirling pigeons, bats. It's incredible and um there was a the bell that was there this was, was like one of the towers was broken but there was still one of the two bell towers that was working and he's like do you want to ring the bell and i was like can we ring the bell and he's like of course i can ring the bell and so he's bong 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 and like 10 11 12 times and i'm filming him ringing the bell i'm like, all right that's good that's good like we got got the shot and so we walk around and uh he shows me like where the bodies used to be and there's like rats and stuff We go to leave because I'm like, listen, I I would love to meet this woman who cuts foreheads. He goes, well, we can go see. She doesn't really like foreigners, my wife, but we can go see if she'll show us. But when we're walking out, the whole village was like weird. Like people were in the streets, like watching us go by, like very confused, almost angry. And we get back to his house and his wife is like pushes me out slams the doors yelling at her husband romanian my local guy speaks romanian he's in there like and hear him arguing in romanian and, <laughs> and i have no idea what's going on and so and i'm outside and so my buddy runs out after about five minutes he goes mike we have to go i'm like whoa whoa whoa! Like, what what happened what did we do like we, we we were respectful he goes no you don't understand we have to go now so we get back in his pickup truck and we take off <laughs> and i'm like his name was bear this romanian guy i'm like bear what happened man and he goes listen you know how you rang the bell? You shouldn't okay. have rang the bell. I'm like, well, I didn't ring the bell. He asked to ring it. And he goes, no, you don't understand. Like, whenever the bell rings, it means someone died in the village. How many times did you ring the bell, Mike? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't ring the bell, man. Twelve like, times. You rang the bell twelve times. They thought twelve people died. They thought mm-hmm. there was a, a crash or a collapse. And oh my god, so basically convinced this small Romanian town there had been like a mass murder. Yeah, yeah, and that was. <laughs> i mean i didn't know a bell ringing means someone (laughs) died you know like how am i supposed you can't google that either yeah it's funny as you're talking
1: and i don't know what really conjured this memory up but i remember when i was younger there was a book called hatchet by gary paulson a story about a kid who got into a plane crash survived in the woods for whatever but um and he comes back to civilization and he's like he has a hard time like adjusting being back and and he's in the food stores and he he can't believe like how much we take food for granted and things like that and, and it's remind me of you like if you go on all these adventures and you see how how people live and then you come back to civilization as like where we live is it almost a hard adjustment is it like or or, or are you just kind of completely used to it at this point like does your perspective change
0: no i always come back and have this weird sort of hangover um because against the expeditions we do now on fearless and far are rough man like zimbabwe it was 12-hour days bouncing around the back of a of a four by four we literally ate rats killed goats for food like it was it was rough <laughs> and you come back home and it's like everything's available but Ever. there there's yeah. nothing available mm-hmm. like there you you eat what is available and it could be some dirty roots they just dug up it could be a goat if you're lucky it's a goat um in angola the i had to kill a goat with my bare hands to yes. because the chief said that's what i had to do to prove myself as a man and so you come back from shit like that you know and we ate raw like raw goat liver and boiled goat with basically just uh, boiled cornmeal. And we ate that almost every single day for two weeks, right? Sometimes we'd have boiled, we'd have eggs and and things, but um, once in a while we can stop at a decent uh, restaurant, but you're eating with the tribes, man. And I think that's why my content attracts people or they stick around is because like we do it. Like we and often there's a lot of barriers to to spend st- to spending nights in these places because you find local contacts and you say hey I want to go spend the night with the tribe and they say it's impossible mm. and you say why is it impossible oh no it's you can't do it and like why can't you do it well there's no hotel there it's like okay but let's sleep in the cow dung hut no but you can't because there's no toilets and like I'll shit in the bushes you know like right. and people just don't under- understand and um so with, with with these scenarios, like you come back with just so much more appreciation because you, you're living very simply, and also people they're also happy, man. Like it's over and over again, just like singing and dancing and feasting and everything. Everyone has so much more appreciation. For everything because i think they have so many they have so few options like i right. think humans are, yeah. are just cursed with cursed with the mind that if you give them too much variety they can never be happy but if you know you're eating goat and corn and maybe some roots every day it's like great we got we if we got goat and we got corn and we got roots another great day you know right. can we get water water oh amazing we're happy right mm. and then you come home and i hear people be like oh i don't like the <laughs> texture of broccoli and mm. it's like are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're complaining over textures of food. Like it's just that's a we have such a variety that we can we can choose our flavors and our textures, right? Like it's. A, I mean, I and I. I guess I can't judge too much because for the longest time, like I didn't like mustard. I didn't. You know, everyone has their things they don't like, but now uh, like I'll I'll eat anything because I've eaten probably nobody alive has eaten. The, the same amount of foul shit as I have because <laughs> it's been my job. A few other maybe YouTubers like myself, my peers, people like that I hang with, but like I ate maggoty, maggoty pork in the Philippines. I mm. ate cheese covered with spiders in <laughs> Germany. <laughs> like <Yeah>. just <laughs> uh, spider uh, cheese. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, yes. exactly. That's the Peter Parker story
2: we really need, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, along with the uh, YouTube channel you host uncharted adventures on uh, on the weather channel I'm kind of curious you know where do you decide which like when you figure out, I want to do something which project goes to which uh, venue if you will
0: yeah the TV show is we just finished our well we finished our second season last year they've been airing the second season all this year on the weather channel in the states so it's my own it's my own 1 hour adventure travel TV show. We went to 17 uh, well sorry no 11 different countries 14 episodes for the show last year and then we did 8 episodes the year before that. So basically on that show uh, it's a, a it's a massive thing. Like there's 15 people on set. We got like three camera guys, sound guys, producers, everything. Um where with fearless and far it's me uh, sometimes just me and a local contact. Now it's mostly me, a videographer and a local contact, really small team. And it's really been really interesting to do. We, uh, we did yeah. 22 episodes of professional television and with a giant team. And I've been doing the, just the, the one man show or right. a couple man show uh, for a few years now. So, um, for, on YouTube, I can choose whatever I like to do. And often those things are, again, running through the bushes with poison arrows, chasing baboons. You can't really do that with a team of 15 people, you know? (laughs) Uh, So it's been interesting to see what, what we can do on either side. And with the TV show, what's interesting there is I was kind of slotted into a show that already had, like, basically what happened is there was a show that was being made that didn't work out they made a pilot um the the network didn't like the pilot so they were looking for a new host they found me they're like oh we love this guy let's let's make the show about his travel style and so I got slotted in and but it was into an old kind of framework where I was technically just host and um not executive producer Uh, really I didn't have any say uh on paper about how the show was however because this this new iteration of the show was based on my travel style i kind of had a lot of creative control on set but very little behind the scenes so i could suggest things but ultimately it wasn't my decision like i don't know if you guys know like anthony bourdain or or, or like yeah so bourdain uh in that case like he's the executive producer of the show he's right. a showrunner He he chooses where they go and i'm sure there's a conversation with the network where you agree but ultimately he he had the full creative control i had this weird sort of middle ground where i did and didn't uh, and so therefore i couldn't we well number one because of the crew size couldn't do the craziest adventures um and number two because i didn't have full say on on what we could do um yeah there was someone else's job who was was to you know to consult with me and some other people to to make it happen but ultimately man like right now we've uh i don't think there's going to be a season three of the show uh which is a bit unfortunate because we season one got an emmy nomination season two I got a hosting Emmy nomination, uh, which is the Emmys are now in two weeks in in LA. So we'll see if I get a an hosting Emmy, which would be insane. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, um, but now my main focus is is on YouTube again, which is quite refreshing because uh, now after again t- t- twenty two episodes and two and a half years of experience on television, like so many great lessons and tidbits to take back to uh, to. A fearless and far production but ultimately like it, everyone the biggest frustration with tv was that it was on network television in the states so if i want to say hey watch it you have to have a tv in the states basically right yeah. right and there was ways to watch it online this wasn't very easy but on youtube it's like here's the link it doesn't matter if you're in bangladesh sure. or bangor you know what i mean you can still watch it
1: <laughs> mike this is one of those interviews that went by in 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 three minutes because i feel like there's so much we we can talk to you about but we're coming up on our on our time here but we'd love to schedule you for for another one down the line and pick your brain about all sorts of stuff uh super impressive what you do um so thank you for joining us um if people want to check out your show your content and whatnot where's the best place for them to go check you out
0: Right, so Fearless and Far is my online alias everywhere. So on YouTube is where everything mostly is instagram as well of course um the website is there too but i guess mainly one thing i want to say before we end is just that yeah my, my name is fearless and far but like i alluded to in the beginning i'm i'm far from fearless like no one can truly be fearless well actually you can be fearless but it's not the lack of fear it's feeling the fear and doing it anyway it's it's fearlessness is a choice you make in a moment when you feel afraid not some divine state of, of enlightenment that you reach and you're no longer feel any fear it's the people who are who are are brave are the ones who who still act in the face of fear and so that's the message underlying message of what I do. So we travel, we do cool stuff, but ultimately it's to better understand the world because knowledge is the antidote to fear and often when you fear things it's because you don't know much about it, right? Like and for me public speaking was something that I I I sucked at because I never really studied it and the second I I put time into it, learned about it, practiced, I was still f- super scared, but at the end of the day like I put more time in than somebody who was born with a natural gift. Now people say I have a natural gift, and I think it's hilarious because I was the <laughs> I was sure the it opposite. Seems that of it. way, man, the man. opposite, the opposite. No, that was the opposite. So that's that's my message in a nutshell. Real quick before we go, what's the what's the biggest fear you think you
1: overcame through all of this?
0: I don't think I've ever under, overcame any of my fears in okay. the sense that I still, even still when the cameras lights turn, turn red, or like when I stand in front of a stage, there's still the the childhood thing that kicks in, you know, like, cause you can never erase the past man and human, the human spirit and, and mind is like paper. You can, it, once it gets folded, you can't unfold it. The always, there's always going to be a crease. And so the big thing is just changing your relationship with that. You know, like realizing, oh, I'm g- I'm probably gonna have the jitters for a second, but I always crush it. So let's go crush it. And then yeah. <laughs> jitters come, you're like, let's fucking crush it. And then that that's 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 really what it is. So like, uh, I'll forever have a little thing with uh with being in the spotlight, man. But that makes me stay sharp. That's We're awesome. buddies now. You
1: know what I mean? Mike, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time, and uh, we wish you luck with all the stuff you
0: got going on in the future. Here, man. Great conversation. Let's do yeah. it again sometime. Yeah. All right, Mike. Um,
1: when does your travel show start? I mean, I know you're going to wait till the anything to promote segment, but um, when does your uh, get lost in civilization from civilization uh, YouTube series start?
2: Well, the wife has been asking that for six months now. She opens mm-hmm. the door and she's like, "You should really get going with that YouTube adventure show, like." <laughs> Go, yeah. go somewhere where the phone don't work, you know? just if Yeah, I mean, back,
1: if, if, if I was her and saw what she saw when she opened that door um, the other night, I would also be asking
2: you to leave sometime soon. Yep, yep. I mean, the dog is growing out of my back right now, so. Is that the uh, diarrhea dog? Was it that one? That was uh, Vader the diarrhea dog, yes. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry your dog now has
1: his nickname for the rest of his life, but, um, you know. Yeah, well, he's, he's gonna, have, dog, to, he he's gonna have to
2: live with it he's gonna have to live with it yeah, but, uh, yeah. it's his fault for having a bad stomach yeah. or possibly my fault for giving him like dairy products but I digress
1: uh what kind of dairy are you feeding this dog
2: I I mean once in a, when I have my uh oatmeal uh-huh. with uh, Greek yogurt uh-huh. when I'm done I let the the three dogs look out of the ball like okay. I'm I'm very caring I actually I feel like what? you're full of
1: crap because you said just the three dogs. There's no doubt that you're the fourth tongue in that little bowl.
2: No, no. I finish no. the bowl. No. I do finish. No. I do finish no. the bowl. Scott. No, you don't. No, you Scott. don't. No, you Got don't. It. You're I on hands and ball.
1: knees with the other three of them going, I'm lapping it up. There's so. no doubt in my mind. I'm
2: very selfish and I would growl at them if I had to fight them for my Which food. Which you probably do. There is probably
1: some weird burloo dog fight that goes on every morning before work
2: well I mean I have to put bring them in and you know? all it's a, it's it's like a um like a pledge or whatever I have right, to right. see if they're worthy of the burloo house when they first come in and you know? first it was Callie and now Lay and Vader. so, so yeah, really there are a certain curriculum. it's just a dominance establishment kind
1: of activity
2: yeah but um what I do is when I'm done Mm-hmm. I take the bowl, and I'll, I will decide which one goes first, and I will actually count their licks, and once they hit, I, I usually do 20, then I take the bowl wait, away, wait, 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 and I go to the second. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. So you go to one dog, and you go, okay, 20 licks, and you go, one, two, three, four, and you go to the next dog.
2: Yeah, like, I usually start with Callie, since she's the original. Wait, wait, wait. So
1: after 40 licks, you give the poor a third dog? There, there's nothing, there's no way there's anything left after your nasty tongue and those two dogs get 40 licks. That poor third dog is definitely just like, come on, man. Why do you think he's crapping all over your house?
2: No, you don't understand. He, he, he is, is always, he, he when is the re- two dogs all- lick the balls, they're always is like a side the two of them didn't go after, which is what they concentrate on. Even no, no, if they're looking the back. wrong side. He is
1: rebelling of... against you. That is literally what is happening. It's not the dairy; it's mm-hmm. him being like, okay, the other two dogs get forty licks before I even get a chance to have this sweet, sweet nectar.
2: Well, you—he's not always the last one. Sometimes I start with him, so it—it it goes like I don't have a system. I just decide which one goes first and second and third you just if said feel- you,
1: callie goes first because she's the original so she's i generally going.
2: do but sometimes if i have like a smaller bowl uh-huh i may go okay vader starts it off and he's got the biggest tongue of the three so oh he, he
1: so covers you, a so lot you, of much. so you waited by tongue size so like if he has a bigger tongue he should probably get like 11 and a half licks, as opposed to to the 20
2: small tongue licks. Just saying that. So, generally, I try to make sure there's something in there for all three of them. And I'm not sure if you got it all since your uh, microphone or uh, camera rebooted. You there?
1: Still not there. Uh, Yeah. Continue with that you're you,
2: so what, what i'm saying is, is his tongue size is larger where his 20 licks will cover more of the bowl so that's why i try to ensure that all of them have something from the bowl that I have and all there's and there's good stuff in there it's uh oatmeal it's greek so, yogurt it's peanut butter it's jelly what
1: it's, i'm what i'm failing to believe here okay. is that that your two other dogs have equal tongue sizes and that your poor fat, fat tongue dog that goes last gets 20 licks. So he might get it all with his one big tongue lick. And then he's he's just getting cup at the end. Well,
2: there's, no- there's also a spoon there. So he might if I feel there's not enough in the bowl, I'll let him lick the spoon. There, there is no
1: way there's equality amongst the three. Not only that, there's definitely days where you don't leave the right amount, where you're like, okay, this is 60 licks worth of, of yogurt.
2: What am I supposed to do? If I'm hungry, I, I can't just starve myself for the 60 lick criteria. No, I already know. I already see that you
1: play favorites, and the poor fat-tongued dog who craps on the floor and gets locked in a room doesn't get the same rights that the other two do.
2: I feel I do well with my big old Vader fat tongue dog. Okay. My diarrhea fat tongue dog is not getting less of the deal versus Callie and Leia. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Like, it, it, it's just not right. And I've called you out on it. And like, huh? it, it's really what's really wrong about this is you leave the last little scraps for the biggest tongue.
2: You give. Well, if I, if you I give, give him. The you give Richard.
1: No, no, no. You give the little tongue dogs all the little, the little the little gets at it, and boop, boop, yeah, boop. The, the little woodpecker, boop, 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 and then yeah. you get this poor dog with a fat tongue. He gets wow. one lick, and then you're like, okay, 19, nineteen, eighteen, seven. I don't know if
2: you count down or you. No, count I go f- up. up. You well, can' What's up. wrong okay. with you? So
1: you're like That's two. Ridiculous. So those last nineteen licks. There's nothing left for him.
2: There is always something left in the bowl. There has never been a scenario where I really thought anything different. Again, if absolute worst case, I have the spoon there for him to lick. I am a very good dog daddy, and I feel that I have proportioned this very well. There are times after the three do their 20 licks, I go, there's still some in there. I'm going to start giving an extra five for all of them because that's the kind of person I am. Oh, let me guess. Fat tongue gets the second the the no. third five. No. I I'll just go, okay, there's pretty much a large amount in there, so I keep going with his count before I go back to the other two. I'm
1: I'm really disappointed in you. I'm really I'm really honestly shocked on your dog treatment. And I think the ASPCA what is it? AS-
2: ASPCA.
1: ASPCA um should be called. And um this is just unacceptable. But um that was a long-winded approach to say Mike Corey was a fantastic interview. That's one of those guys I would... When, when our interview time was running out, I'm like, oh, no, I
2: have so many questions for this guy. Yeah, that was one of those... There was so much to cover and so little time. Like, he... It, it should have been old-school verbal shenanigans. When we gave uh, <laughs> Aaron McManus, the pool player, an hour, we who, should have done that.
1: Who was him. the guy from... um he was an escape from alcatraz that we recorded for like two hours straight oh larry larry uh, hankin larry hankin he was in a bunch Mm -hmm. of movies and then our our file got corrupted and we got him on again he did like another two hours of the same stories Mm -hmm. yeah he
2: was good for filling the time there uh there was no worries about oh my god i had to be ready for the next question it was pretty much When you get twelve senses in, I might start thinking about what I'm going to ask you next.
1: You you think Meg Corey's ever been to like a tribe where the uh, the head of the tribe gets the first twenty licks of the food that they've gathered for the day, and then like the the grandma, you know, she gets.
2: (laughs) Well, there's like a caste system, so you have the upper tiers who they determine who's the tribe uh, chief. And I'm, via assu- the I'm assuming
1: it's the smallest tongued people,
2: according absolutely. To yeah, I mean the 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 commoners, the peasants, with their large tongues that want more grains of rice and everything. Right. They, they they have to wait at the end of the line, and maybe if they like have some kind of um, tribal ceremony, maybe they can. Move up a couple notches and they'll get into that fourth tier of licking, But so what, uh, you, what you're part, saying to me, if
1: Gene, there. if Gene Simmons was in, um, like a foreign tribe, he would
2: be the lowest uh, on the uh, it, on he'd the He'd be whole, scum. He would literally be the demon. They would scream that at him without makeup on.
1: You big tongue demon!
2: Ah, yeah. you know, <laughs> get away from the tribe.
1: Uh, sometimes this show, this show really <laughs> amazes me, but um. What do you got, Mike?
2: Uh, Scott. Uh, a couple weeks back, I took the wife to oh. the theater, if you will. Ooh, it you, was
1: you kind of said that very like uh, I don't know, very like royal almost. I took well, her to the. Know theater i can't wait till it's like yeah we saw walking dead burlesque it was four dollars to get in at a bar oh man the the
2: jugs on that one (laughs) walker man my god
1: okay so what did you do at the theater
2: well scott um (laughs) it was a uh part of her anniversary gift uh she what anniversary
1: is this now for you guys
2: uh, that would be the six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been together for a while. So, yeah. um, so that's part of it. I still the... would like
1: to thank Verbal Shenanigans for putting the two of you together. I pretty much. That is much true. Have traced.
2: I cannot it back. deny it. We have traced that back and figured that out. Yep. I can deny the knob stuff, but I cannot deny getting married. So you can't deny the, the knob. Show.
1: You can't deny the knob. because, And that's what you were doing in that room.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I can deny the knob, and I can't deny that I do shun my big-tongue buddy here, but uh, I digress. So, as part of the anniversary gift, I was trying to figure what to buy her. I bought her a couple things, and uh, she was a fan of this movie series that was on the Disney Channel called Mm -hmm. The Descendants. Uh, and the,
1: oh that's right yes 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 yeah,
2: so and the plot of the descendants for those who don't know is the children of the disney villains are being allowed to come to this school where the children of all the heroes and good people were at and as you may expect and all there's a lot of shenanigans and shunning. And all that stuff as um, they're now, trying to figure out: Are the evil kids going to be evil? I happen to have heard of
1: this series. I have young nieces and whatnot. Um, what would you say? Like the average demographic of this show is like? Who are they shooting for generally?
2: I would generally say ten to fourteen. Scott. So,
1: so what you're saying is not mid forties, is what you're saying?
2: Probably, if I. <laughs> Had to guess when the producers were making this and writing this. It was not made for mid 40s couples. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But um, as I was trying to figure out, like generally what I a lot of times do when I try to get her gifts and something unique, I will look up Georgia, Disney, and see what I can find. And I'm like, oh, th- there's a theater rendition <laughs> of. disney's descendants i'm like oh this this is a perfect gift and she um i surprised her like i put her gifts in her room to see if she figured out i left them in there and just one day she's like oh what's this and she was so happy with everything i got and it was a part of the the package okay okay. so now let's preface this
1: for the audience that may not know Mm -hmm. um the story of you and your wife or or your wife's disney obsession um yeah. disney rooms you
2: have a star wars bathroom we um, do not have the star wars bathroom even though you're requesting it
1: well yeah i mean you also went and bought like 300 hundred dollar lightsabers um there there's a lot of made
2: 200 hundred dollar lightsabers.
1: yeah you made them yeah. Uh, you, yeah you made them with your hand and yet you, you from the material from the earth that you harvested
2: That was provided by the cast members of Disney, correct.
1: You you bought four parts and connected them together, and they charge you $200 out the door.
2: Six. And, (laughs) uh, yeah, we did that once, and then she did it again with her father at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: Disney, one of those Disney uh,
2: psychopaths, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so like I said, uh, the anniversary was in August, Tickets were in November, so it's like, all right, yeah, it's coming up. I's looking really forward to it, and we had the the whole night playing out. We went to our favorite Italian place, Vintage Pizza. They had a location literally right by where the theater was. So, (laughs)
0: um,
2: so like, yeah, 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 we're eating, we're having a good time. We're, I'm like, you know what? It's only a few minutes down the road, but we should probably. Go there, make sure that we can get parking, and we we leave and we get there. Kind of knows it's a very small place and all. And I mean, it's decent sized building, but nothing of theater, if you will. Yes, yeah, not theater, nice. not theater quality. Yeah. So yeah. we go in. Uh, we're going through, and we're trying to see who to show tickets to. It looked like they. Didn't really care or whatever oh boy. um okay. and we uh go in. it was actually you, you a... know
1: you know there's not this isn't going to be a super event when you go to share your tickets and they're like yeah we don't care go go sit wherever yeah. you
2: want yeah. yeah pretty much but uh it was a sold out uh theater oh. but um, okay yeah um uh, we go in uh and the play starts and we instantly figured out this is community theater uh, oh, community so basically, theater. Yeah, so basically every kid who's like, I'd like to be an actor, but has done zero acting.
1: Wait, wait, touring. wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. So these are all kid actors? Um, I would probably say they were between the ages of eight and maybe 15. Yeah. They were so doing the Here's entire... two
1: mid 40 year olds showing up yes. to the theater. Mm hmm. You said, to, it watch, correctly? to watch a bunch of kids perform a l-
2: kids' show. Yes, yes. Kids performing a rendition of Disney's Descendants. You know what? Like I'm hoping Tiffer Wright, who
1: is the tattoo artist that we interviewed who made this beautiful piece of art that's coming your way, listens to this one and is <laughs> now going to draw <laughs> two old fucks sitting in the audience of the theater watching children <laughs> perform children's show mm.
2: I I'll, mean, say, I'll, pay, I'll pitch it to him see if uh yeah him, i maybe. mean i i still have yet to get the official first tattoo so who knows fingers crossed yep. for that Yeah. but um i would say a good quarter in uh you even me- just said you just said quarter like you said theater <laughs> well <laughs> what the hell was
1: that you just went I- a good quarter <laughs> in why are you turning english in the middle
2: of your story I don't know, sometimes it turns <laughs> Bulgarian, sometimes it turns Mexican. It just works out. No, I mean, no, 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 no. You say you're
1: doing a Bulgarian or Mexican accent, Russian. and you always turn Russian. You the, yeah. You don't turn anything out. Now, suddenly you're like, and a quarter of the way in, we were at the theater. What is happening to you? What is going on with you?
2: I just feel that the theater deserves proper respect, so oh, little why yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, like this, Okay, because my dogs are going nuts behind me. No, and You're
1: getting humped podcast. by a husky doodle and you're telling me you have class and you're going to the theater.
2: I am, for a quarter of the let time. Me, let
1: me paint the scene for the audience. My, my, my friend here of many years now is getting humped by a dog in front of a NASCAR banner, and he's telling me he went to the theater.
2: For a quarter of the time, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. All right, helping you too. But anyway, let me okay, get back well, to my well, story. Continue, you classy bastard, please. <laughs> I am very classy. So we were kind of concerned because uh, the first, like the first part of the first act, was very like not hitting. Uh, they're very much community theater that was uh, by amateurs, if you will. So you're sitting there booing and
1: being disappointed by eight-year-olds who are performing community theater. I wasn't booing.
2: I was looking at in my your, wife. In your in head,
1: disgust. you were booing. In your head, you were you were mentally booing.
2: I, I mean, we were dealing with children who um, were kind of stuttering with their lines a little bit and not really getting into it. And there was one kid, out she was playing uh, Maleficent, and she was going, like, extra hammy on it. Uh-huh. But uh, I will give the children credit that after we got to, I mean, when we were in intermission, we were kind of getting worried because number one wasn't hitting. Number two, as we were trying to go into our respective restrooms, the lines were humongous and they put, um, they basically put doors on everything in the men's room. So when it's like, okay, I have to, and I'm like, all right, I might have to go to the bathroom. I went in there; and there was just a urinal in there, so I'm like, okay, I gotta hold this one in. I have no other choices. I couldn't go back and go, nope, don't need the urinal, and uh-huh. announce it to everybody. But were you,
1: were you also worried that like maybe like the Megan's Law people were gonna come after
2: you for, you know, going Not- up to the kids' theater? No. The- sorry, theater show. Theater, yeah i was not worried about myself because I was with my wife so that could be a couple's night out i will say i was a little concerned because as it was a sold-out theater um they were telling everybody like if there's any space move down you Mm. know to keep every seat open for anybody new who comes in are
1: at any point are you laughing at yourself like this is I bought my wife this theater show for the theater show yeah. for her for her birthday and you're like, "Oh my god, anniversary." Anniversary,
2: anniversary. you're like, "Oh my god, yeah. what the hell am I watching right now?" I w- I was concerned for a little bit, but uh we'll get to when you were talking about getting arrested. I as I was saying as it was crowded, I did notice there were two guys by themselves in different seats. Like, and they were like interacting with each other. Undercover cops, yes. Uh, They had thick glasses and they were there by themselves and and they recognized each other and they're kind of like, yep, just uh, supporting local community theater. But uh, then my wife told me after the show when I kind of said, I'm kind of concerned with those two. She's like, no, no, I heard their conversation. They're teachers at the theater. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Teachers, uh, so they yeah. worked. They checked out. They checked yep. out. So, so I was
1: picturing like that episode of Always Sunny, like Frank's little beauties, where you're like, oh mm. no, oh no, you know, like <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like uh, during intermission, I yelled, "I'm not here to diddle anybody. I'm not okay, I'm here with my wife. Maybe I will do it to her, but I will not do it to the children over there."
1: Oh, good. You you told them you're going to diddle your wife in the middle
2: of a. Kids' theater I, show. Well, I mean, just so they know that the children are no threat. You know. Oh, oh, good. But they could watch. If they're saying, no, we think you're going to diddle at some point, I go, it may happen, but it will occur with her.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> you okay. clear that with
2: them. Got it. Yeah. Yep. But I will give the kids all the credit in the world because come second act, that was a decent damn show. They like, shined the, in the second. Yeah. Act. The, The uh, girl who played Maleficent's daughter and the girl who played the prince of the good people. I forget their names. I don't keep track of that.
1: Prince of the good people. You tried tried that title for a little while, but it didn't work out too well. Yeah,
2: nobody was buying that one right there. I got to be honest. You know, number one traffic in heaven. Okay, people understand that you know king of the good guys yeah. prince of the good people no no yeah no. Yeah, yeah but it, um it
1: was a weird period too you were kind of weird during that time
2: so yeah yeah not unlike now but like they were doing a duet and it was it was heading they they were like they I could tell these were the main two members of the cast and they started heading mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. other ones that looked like the jitters from earlier started right. to calm them down okay and the second half was actually pretty damn good as my wife explained apparently the story they took parts from part one and part two and joined them together oh my goodness yeah so they actually they they wrote out this thing and i'm here to say that the community theater that we went to it started off rough but i will give them a golf clap like i did to dom earlier yeah for their fabulous job they turned it around they were down like 21 to 3 and they said no no we can still win this game and they pulled it out so congratulations
1: now, now like after the show like when they come out and see their parent were you like i would like you guys were so good mm-hmm. i would like you guys i have some left some ice cream left would anybody like to get in line to take a couple licks of my ice cream
2: um small tongues to the right big tongues to the left um, um line up guys line up no no that did not happen in fact it was kind of weird like when the show ended i was ready for like you know a couple people come out take a bow we all give you know current congratulations it just seemed like they all just came out from the curtain and just started yelling yeah I'm like, talking to their friends and parents or whatever. Well, maybe because they're eight years old. Maybe that's why they didn't have a beautiful hey.
1: curtsy section for you to... to. Maybe they're, like, getting flowers from their parents for doing their first performance of all time.
2: I want to congratulate them one at a time, like, the proper protocols of the theater. <laughs> and when I request that, I want you had, them to come out a quarter of the you, time you had, until we are completed. You had roses
1: to throw at their feet. You're like, what do I yeah. do with these flowers now? You know
2: exactly. Like I was sitting back on, like there are way too many people to throw these roses now. This is uncalled for. We're supposed to do them in bunches. I, I this is unacceptable. I mean,
1: we've been doing this ten years now. I guess season eleven
2: coming your up. Li-
1: your life is just evolving into insanity like it's just getting insane and you're smiling and laughing because you know i'm right you are just turning into more mysterious than ever you just never know what you're going to do
2: i mean i think i'm just a regular guy who, oh yeah you're, you're tracking reg- their dog's tongue sizes who gets yes, stuck yes. in the bedroom with diarrhea uh-huh. dogs who goes to community theater and demands a, an astounding show I just have simple needs in life. Did Scott. you
1: did you go up to them and be like, guys, if any of you are interested, I'm a writer. I do erotic fan fiction um for my podcast.
2: No, I, right, I, you have to be twenty-one I, or over to perform in that theater.
1: Oh, the theater. The, 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 Michael yeah. Berlow's theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I I have a bit we can get into, but I don't really know even know what to say to you right now.
2: I mean, I think you can say just about anything to me, Scott. I'm a well laid back individual. Who cares You're about are A the well
1: community. a well laid back individual. This is Yes. What does that mean?
2: Well, um <laughs> from the amount I lay back, people go, Well, that's a good amount. That's a well amount. So we we we, we the golf clap for that can you stop golf clapping on this episode
1: please that's That's the the third that's the third golf clap on this episode
2: that you've done well John did a good job and mike Corey did a good job yeah you you
1: think uh,
2: mike Corey,
1: who has this this huge
2: like following and then
1: Mm -hmm. he listened to us talking about tongue size and theater at the low for eight-year-olds what what is he you think he's gonna be like that's yeah, they wanted to yeah. talk to us again and they were like we'd love to schedule a second interview. <laughs> yeah, no way that's happening.
2: I I feel that when they understand the, the variety that this show gives everyone, they will understand that wackiness ensues every week and that we are a tight-knit group. And what we'd say is all in jest and don't call fun. us a tight knit group. There's two of us. There's yeah. two of us. We're not a group. That
1: two makes a group, right? No, it does not. You're not a group. Well, will you want group. us to call us a couple? Yeah, I'd rather you call us a couple or a duo. A duo, know. maybe. Well
2: laid back group. That's what we are.
1: A tight knit group.
2: Well laid group.
1: Yeah. We're not well laid. Yeah. Well, I mean, i just i just don't quite know where this show has really evolved to i don't some people might say we evolved or some people might say we went the other way like we used to like plan things and talk about certain topics now we're just like it's kind of like a psychoanalysis of the both of us
2: yeah we know you know the group the uh, psychoanalysis of the group two of us the two-man group yeah I just feel like we were walking around as human beings. We looked at the monkeys and go, yeah, we can go back to that. That's (laughs) nice. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: Mike, I was thinking, you know, we're coming up on our annual Christmas episode, and I know that you've been working so hard on your Christmas content. Um, Mm -hmm. Would you like to preview some of the content that uh, you're developing at the moment?
2: Yeah, it, it involves Christmas.
1: Nice, nice. It was very nice of you to volunteer. In front uh, of- I, I didn't want to spoil it, but you wanted to previews so of there it is. in front of the group. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking we always like we put some work into the Halloween episode. We mm-hmm. put some work into the uh, Christmas episode, but we've been ignoring our Jewish friends for years. We've never mm. we've never even um, delved into Hanukkah at all. That is true. And tonight, as we're recording, is the first night of Hanukkah. Ooh, that is uh, correct. So, you know, I was curious, like, maybe you might be able to show people how cultured you are and how you know Hanukkah so well. Cause you're always bragging. You're always like, I'm the um I'm the the Hanukkah guy in the podcast. I'm like, all right, all right, you get that title, it's fine. Um but I figured I would, you know, it's eight crazy nights. I figured I would ask you eight Hanukkah trivia questions. Oh, okay. Um, and each one you you get, you'll light a candle, you know. Ah. Like, can, you, can you light the whole um, menorah, More. if you will? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe we'll start doing a Hanukkah episode each year.
2: Nice. 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 Um,
1: yeah, but it, it, if you lose, you're um, you're a, a Hamas supporter. So um, let's get oh. this game started. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Mike. Here we go. You ready? You ready to take the quiz? Sure. All right. Let's start easy. Let's start easy. Okay. Um, how many nights does Hanukkah last? I'm not even going to give you the. Um, the multiple choice part of this because i think you should uh know this one how many nights does hanukkah
2: last i believe adam sandler informed us we have eight crazy nights
1: that is correct mike the first candle on the verbal shenanigans menorah is lit it's mm. shining everyone is in the
2: mood for this week a little over a week yeah. of celebration um it's glowing yeah, on YouTube, we're going to have Doug Max in a dress lighting the candles for every correct answer. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, everyone's like, who the hell is Doug Max? Everybody knows who Doug Max is. Who are you yeah. talking about? Yes. All right. Here we go. Now it might shift a little bit, Mike. Oh. Okay?
1: All right. I'm going to guess eight again. Yeah. All right. How many nights... Uh, I mean, sorry, how many blessings are said on the first night of Hanukkah? Is it A1, B2, C3, or D4? How many blessings do you say on the first night, being the Hanukkah guy that you are? Um, how many blessings?
2: Um, <clears throat> Since I have a Star Wars bathroom, I'm going to guess C3PO. Um I
1: I can't believe you linked that to Star Wars somehow, but Mike, the three blessings, which is also very biblical, you know, like three blessings, um is correct. Is correct. Mm -hmm. The second light on the verbal shenanigans of menorah is lit. Okay. You got you gotta get over half. Like you you gotta get, you know, you gotta get five to really like have somewhat of menorah, because you don't want like Two hask. At least if you do five, you can light them from the other end, you know, make them look even at least.
2: Fun fact when uh we first came down to Georgia and the wife's like, Oh, we should get a menorah to just uh kind of celebrate it. And I went into Walmart. Uh the when I asked for one, they literally said, What on earth is a menorah? <laughs> and that's a true fact story.
1: A, a true fact story, not a true
2: story, but a true fact story. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. it's true. It has facts, and it's a story. Yep. All right, Mike. All right, you got two
1: candles lit. You're pleasing our Hanukkah audience right now. <clears throat> You're pleasing the Jewish audience right now. Um, number three, are the Hanukkah candles lit from right to left or left to right?
2: I am going to say right to left. Mike? How confident
1: are you in that answer? A flip-flop or anything. Yeah, it was a (laughs) 50-50. Mike, you are right. There are three candles lit on the verbal shenanigans. Menorah. Um, It is the third crazy night. You are killing it right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Um, when you line up your dogs, okay. Yes. When you line them up in order, mm-hmm. do you serve them left to right or right or left to left? Right to left. Right right to mm-hmm. left?
2: Uh, it all depends on, you know, sometimes they line up by tongue size. So that's how I kind of mostly yeah, do it. And we, and we know that
1: the, th- the third dog is always in last, he's always the last one with his big tongue.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's why we're going to have a, a holiday just for him, dedicated to his starving nights, uh, begging for oh, oh. more than one lick. So the holidays, uh, celebrating
1: his starving nights. You're, 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 you're disgusting. You're
2: disgusting. I, I'm much. honoring the dog that you're telling me I starve. So you're honoring honoring his starving nights. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, I mean, give me credit. Okay, I'm honoring him.
1: What is the name for the money that's given as presents during the fe- Jewish festival of Hanukkah? What is the name for the money that is given as oh. presents during the Jewish festival of Hanukkah?
2: I don't even get choices in this. Would you like choices? I Obviously figure not. we're just getting choices. Okay.
1: Is it tzedakah? Tezekah? Is it B? Shekels. Is it C, Gelt, or is it D, Lira? Again, A, Tizetica, B, Shekels, C, Gelt, or D,
2: Lira? Between B and C, I'm going to say Shekels. Shekels. Mike?
1: Incorrect. It is guilt. Uh, guilt. Uh, you are winning guilt. You are. You are. Unfortunately, you're not winning guilt with that answer. Uh, I'm
2: guilty of not knowing the you, answer.
1: You're gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Um. Three out of the four candles are lit. Um. You need to get to five to at least have a a yeah. decent menorah here. Okay.
2: Yeah. If five are lit, Hanukkah Harry will grace his presence with me.
1: Yeah. I think um I think this one's a shoe in here, but okay. okay. Actually I'm not giving you I'm not giving you multiple choice on this one. Okay? What colors are associated with Hanukkah? I need two. Blue and white. Blue and white is correct, and sometimes silver would be the other one. Uh Mike Four candles lit. You have half the menorah mm. lit, but you do have that one candle um, in, in the middle there. So we got to get over the hump. Um, Here we go. What type of cooking is traditionally used in preparing dishes for Hanukkah? Is it A, baking, B, grilling, C, steaming, or D, frying? D, frying. Wow. D, frying is correct. He said that without even mm. batting an eye, he did not even expose his fat tongue to think about that answer.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mike Poor kidding. Vader, he, he can't lick the Hanukkah bowl. You know, he's only got a little bit of little crumbs of fried foods that are in there. All right, Mike. What? I'm,
1: you know what? I'm not giving you multiple choice <clears throat> on this one. Okay. What is Shamash? Shamash. What is a Shamash?
2: Shamash. Uh...
1: What is it, Mike? What's the Shamash?
2: I'm not really sure. I am going to say it's a tablecloth. Not a terrible answer,
1: but not even close to the right answer. Mm-hmm. It's, you should know this. It's the first candle you use to light the menorah. Oh, it's the first one. On the
2: tablecloth, so I on get partial ta- credit. Yeah, yeah, I light half the candle. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Keep right, the Mike. flame on the right-hand side. So you're
1: four for six. You're still in good shape. You're still okay. in good shape. Um. All right. Let's see. Um. What is the name of the round jelly donuts served at Hanukkah? What is the name of the round uh, jelly donuts served at Hanukkah? Is it A. Bagels, B. matzo balls, C. Savgutniat, or D.
2: Shala? I'm going to go with D, Shalom.
1: La, 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 You're wrong. Oh. It is uh, C, the Sov Gunyat. And I ah. apologize to my Jewish friends if I'm pronouncing, butchering that. Uh, but luckily, you have none. So <laughs> we <laughs> well, didn't insult anybody. Well, you know. Th- you made that part of the
2: policy when we started the podcast. So I married a chosen one. So well,
1: whenever. You you said we couldn't be friends. You said you couldn't marry. Okay.
2: Well, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the deal. <laughs> that that was in the vows. So, so what is that, Mike? Four for seven.
1: So you Thanks. need to get one answer to get this get this thing going. Okay, okay. okay. Otherwise, you're halfway. You're halfway there, which <clears> would make sense because you married a chosen one. Yeah, so I only get half Hanukkah, So, All right, Mike. What American holiday does Hanukkah
2: sometimes overlap with? Well, sometimes it's Christmas. Technically, it's sometimes Thanksgiving. What American holiday does Hanukkah sometimes overlap with? If it's an American holiday, by rule, it's Thanksgiving because Christmas is a universal holiday, so I'm going to say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving
1: has been submitted to the judges. Guys, what do you think? Thanksgiving is the correct answer, Mike. Apparently apparently Hanukkah never actually falls that far uh, onto Christmas Day. It does sometimes interlap with thanksgiving so mike your menorah is lit our oh, jewish yeah. brethren of the podcast are celebrating mm-hmm. you they're they're you're you're on a chair they're they're raising you up by the way hey, not, hey.
2: what what's the we word we're to gonna have fiddler on the roof at the theater what's the what's the words to that song mike uh hey,
1: oh, my, my my mic's showing up oh. yeah yeah it's weird it's cutting out i yeah I, I, your Habenagila is very um, yeah. it well,
2: it's it's very Western faint. Jewish, so that's why it sounded funny.
1: Western Jewish, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, you, you passed the test. Another quiz that you 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 have you have done well in. You have done well in. Thank you, you Scott. We I will mean, see what happens at Christmas time, where maybe we might have a in a game games. and a competition, um, but. It's time for us to go here on this little show, uh, Mike. What do you have to promote other than long-tongue dogs? Uh, <laughs> euth- <laughs> euthanizing long-tongue dogs? Is a group no. that puts down long-tongue dogs? Um, no, I it doesn't feed them much. But... My
2: Vader. No, yeah. of
1: course you wouldn't, but you would you would shame him in a painful <laughs> existence, and then yell at him when he he poops on the floor.
2: I mean, he is. You see him over there. He is.
1: Yeah, look how sad he is. He's so sad that
2: he's Just like waiting for daddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's waiting for daddy to let me have some yogurt and not the other two small tongue dogs. Let me get out of the room and poop in the backyard. The other two I'm get sorry, to when
2: you have tongue math, you're like, give me an algebra problem. Name yeah, when you give me the definitely... bro, to figure out how I can yeah. take one bowl and feed three dogs with different tongue sizes, yep. you let me know. Okay. Yeah. Definitely
1: part of the name of this episode is Tongue Math. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Mike, anything
2: to promote? Uh, We will be promoting The Zombie Wedding, the first movie from our friends at the Weekly World News that premiered this past week in the theater. Based on the hit interactive play that premiered in 2015, the first ever wedding between a human bride and a zombie groom, the human guests need to learn how to behave a Weekly World News reporter covers the wedding while trying to get out alive. It'll be out in different streaming platforms or whatever, so keep an eye on it. Check it out. The zombie wedding presented by Weekly World News. Yes,
1: go support them, and go support my friend K.P. Berg, very funny comedian. Mm. Uh, He he, he recorded a great 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 special great comedy hour um called escape from jacksonville he was under the um you know under the umbrella of a production group uh and that they kind of folded and turned directions so he he kind of lost all his youtube views on his uh special which he had like a whole bunch of them and he was making some money off of it but he did get the rights back to his comedy and now he's putting it out on his own so he could use your support he's been a guest on this podcast a couple times um and he's a great comedian um so go look up escape from jacksonville by k p burke um other than that guys uh we have some things coming up that should be interesting uh we have possibly a a three-parter episode that might come up i it it depends on if our guests show up and whatnot and all goes well and then we have our Christmas ode, Christmas ode. Chris, that's a good name. The Christmas. Yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah, it's not we'll bad. Copyright
1: that thing. Yeah, the Christmas episode of the podcast coming up, um, and then we will shut this year down, and then we'll start the first week in January. So there really is no shutdown. But um, you know, uh, write into us. Tell us that Mike. You know, he's a disgusting man who. Who keeps long tongue dogs in, in the dark? Um, tell us about uh that Mike's a weird guy that goes to like children's shows. Um and just 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 interact with us and keep sharing the podcast, keep listening, keep following, and uh other than that, guys, life is
2: funny. Laugh at it, keep the wind at your back. I am not prejudiced against thick-tongue animals, okay. So-